Hello everyone, welcome one and all. I am Scott Fraze and you are listening to the debut episode of When Narratives Collide with my incredible wife and your host, Rachel Fraze. In this introductory episode, Rachel will be sharing the origin story of the podcast and her hope for this journey moving forward as we explore the intersection of God's narrative, the Christian faith, and the narrative of scripture with our own individual and collective narratives. Thank you so much for listening. Now, here is your host of the first episode of When Narratives Clyde, Rachel Fraze. Welcome to the origin story of When Narratives Collide, a new podcast. My name is Rachel Fraze, and I am married to Scott, also known as Mr. Fraze. You'll see him randomly pop up in a few different episodes through our time together. We have three wonderful yet crazy kids, Emma, who's seven, Wesley, who's four, and Declan, also known as Ducky. My original plan was to start this podcast in July, but the reality of life happened once again, and here we are over a month later, living in a new state, having moved from Massachusetts to Pennsylvania, and what feels like starting out again in life. And you all get to join us as we embark on this new journey together. A German poet, Rainer Maria Rilke, said this when she was talking about grief. Let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. This is one of my favorite pieces. I first saw this quote at the end of the movie, Jojo Rabbit. And when thinking about it, I especially love how it connects to what a narrative really means. This story of our life and what is greater, the story of God and how his story teaches and informs our own story. I think what Renee Rilke shows us is this narrative of life and how it teaches and how it has movement. There is not a finality to the challenges, the brokenness, and the pain. There is both beauty and grief in our story, but also a movement. And as we look at how God's narrative collides with our own, we're going to see that it moves towards wholeness. The origin of this podcast really was started through encountering a felt need for reading and understanding the overarching story of scripture and exploring the intersection of Christian faith with our personal and collective experiences as sojourners in this world. However, really, as most things in this life, it started truly with an idea my sister's idea, actually. I think that a lot of things that get started in this life start with community, start with relationship. And my sister was having a walk and she calls me up and says, you have to start this podcast. And I think that that's really where this began. It started in dialogue. It started in conversation. It started by thinking about how can we engage these collective stories and experiences 
and really see how the Bible intersects in our life. And so there's three main goals that we really think that this podcast is going to engage in and allow us to empathize and connect more closely with one another's narratives. The first goal of this podcast really is to engage in the skepticism that surrounds the story of the Bible. Skepticism is actually rising regarding the relevance of how the Bible impacts the meaning of our lives. The trend is spiraling downwards as well as people's trust and the reliability of the Bible in our own life. This distrust has nearly doubled in the last six years, according to Barna Research. However, we know that within, the West, within Western societies, the average amount of Bibles in the home is over three, and yet the relevance to the Bible in our own life is almost nothing. So I think we need to know, how do we define the Bible? Is the Bible this outdated, man-contrived piece of literature, or can we actually anchor any of our life to it? So that's one thing we want to look at within this podcast. So stay tuned to a series on what the history of the canon or the Old and the New Testament actually is and why that's actually important to think about within our life and what relevance does it actually hold. Can the work of Jesus really impact who we are as individuals or as a society? I also hope to explore the tools of historical criticism, the inductive method, which is a way to study the Bible, different types of exegesis to help round our understanding of how to interact with God's story in life by looking at specific books of the Bible, at different themes in the Bible. I would love to explore the dimensions of worldview and how the church has interfaced with this topic. I want to dig into topics that have been shied away from historically in the church. I think all of this is so important in our society where we no longer feel that the Bible is relevant and we're skeptical about what the Bible actually is and if it has a place within our individual life and within our society as a whole. The second thing that I hope this podcast addresses after looking at the skepticism of the Bible is the disconnect. Sometimes the content of the Bible may seem disconnected from our life and even confusing or outdated at times. I hope that this podcast becomes a bridge between our own individual, our corporal life, and the Bible. By taking the time to rethink how we approach the Bible and about God's work in our life through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I think that we will discover together that God's story and our story converge in a greater way than we could ever imagine. The reality is, is that we live in a different world than we did five or even 10 years ago, and definitely different than when our parents grew up. The truth is, we don't live in a Christian world. We live in a post-Christian society in the West. 
Barner research shows that when looking at faith trends in the United States, there is a general reluctance to engage in spiritual conversations, an aversion to evangelism, and an erosion to religious beliefs and practices. We can no longer make assumptions within our society and culture. There's no longer a general cohesion or a unity of values or morality. We can no longer assume religious or biblical knowledge within or outside of the church today. However, something I want to propose within this podcast is to stop dividing lines, that this world is not necessarily made up of all good or all bad within worldviews. It's not Christian and non-Christian, but that there's good and light and beauty in both, as well as brokenness. And we need to see how the Bible, how truth intersects within all of the world, within all of society, and how do we bridge this disconnect that has been made? How do we engage in conversations when there's a general aversion to God's narrative, and more than that, a disconnection to the intersection of it in our own lives? Now, many of us understand or possibly even identify with this aversion or disconnect to Christianity and the Bible. Maybe we've experienced a weaponized truth by those possibly even with good intentions, yet with wounding results. And now these wounds have created a chasm that feels too vast to bridge My prayer is that this podcast would be the beginning of a bridge that soothes wounds and becomes a safe place to begin conversations about God's narrative and how our narrative converges. Something you'll learn about me through this entire process is that I like to stir the pot. Or in other words, I want us to think about the hard and the uncomfortable things, that I'm okay with controversy, I'm okay with conversation. Mr. Ferres can actually testify to this desire of mine to stir the pot or my love of what he would ingest, say, making people feel uncomfortable. But the truth is, I think that we have to be able to feel a little uncomfortable, that we have to dig into these feelings, to the reality, the truth of what is controversial. If you are comfortable, then you have not identified or empathized with your neighbor enough, and you have not truly asked what you believe and why you believe it. The truth is, is that true harmony is not made with Christian niceties or platitudes. That true harmony is being able to look at the reality of where we're at, to look at what makes us feel uncomfortable, to engage and empathize with the narratives that surround us. And to see how God's story 
moves us towards wholeness, towards something greater in this world. In the midst of this global pandemic, I heard someone say that we are all in the same storm, but in different boats. And I think that this was so apropos as we think about one another's stories and we think about narratives and how we experience our life differently. And yet in the midst of that, the one reality that remains the same is that God is in the midst of our stories. Whatever the storm, whatever boat we're in encountering this storm, that God's in the midst of it. One of the misconceptions that we often have is that unity means agreement, that harmony means that we have to see eye to eye on every single issue, value, or concept. And yet that is not true harmony or true unity. Often we want to think in terms of completely black and white, right or wrong, Christian and non-Christian. And the truth is, is there's more grave than we're willing to recognize or willing to admit in our own life and even within what the Bible says. They actually say that a mark of a mentally healthy person is recognizing that we don't live in a world of black and white. What I'm not saying is that there are no absolutes, that everything is relative and up for grabs morally or with our our own concept of values. What I am doing is giving us permission to question that we don't have to agree on everything in order to live in community in order to have a voice in one another's life, that we can disagree and still engage in conversation, still engage in community, in relationship, in unity. We have permission to question. This is a safe place to journey. It is a safe place to question. It is a safe place to grow. And it is a safe place to disagree. It is only through these things that we're going to be able to actually bridge this disconnect with how the Bible intersects with our own individual life and the disconnect between one another relationally as we engage in conversation in a world that has an aversion to God's narrative So we've heard how this podcast hopes to first engage in the skepticism that surrounds the story of the Bible. And secondly, we've heard how this podcast hopes to bridge the disconnect from our life and even seeing how the Bible feels somewhat outdated. And thirdly, our hope is to look at how this podcast engages community. May this bridge that we build be built in community around a table where questions are asked and where answers are challenged. 
May truth not be used as a weapon, but a balm to soothe. May we see God in one another and in his word. What I love is that this is the Bible, that the Bible was all about community, that it was the creation of man for relationship with God and for relationship with one another. If you look at the narrative of God's people and how God intervenes within their story, you see that it is a God that cultivates relationship, that draws and pursues his people. And not just that, but creates a community that is supposed to engage and interact with one another and how they do that. And so we see that a God is in t- that God is intentional with relationship. So we want this podcast to be a place of community. And community is powerful. It has the ability to heal. It has the ability to wound as well. But thinking about community right now, I think that deep within each of us, It's something we crave right now. It's something we yearn for. It's a need that is innate within each of us. And my daughter today was asked in her classroom setting, what is community? And this little lesson takes them through the different communities that they're a part of, that they get to engage in from the big picture of citizenship to humanity down to the smaller circles of your state and your city and your neighborhood to your churches to the different groups of people that you intersect with each day. And I thought it was such a powerful reminder to think about what obligations do we have being a part of community? How are we empathetic? How are we compassionate? How are we listening? How are we kind to the communities that we're in? And now kindness doesn't always mean just encouragement or niceties. But sometimes the kindest thing we can do is authenticity, is truth, is being real and being vulnerable with one another. Rachel Held Evans had a lot of powerful things to say in regards to community in the church and the way she challenged culture and Christianity In Searching for Sunday, Loving, Leaving, and Finding the Church, she says this, Imagine if every church became a place where everyone is safe, but no one is comfortable. Imagine if every church became a place where we told one another the truth. We might just create sanctuary. Now, whether you agreed with Rachel Held Evans and her ministry or her platform, that doesn't matter. I think the important thing is, is the questions and the challenges that she posed. What does it mean to have a safe place? Because it doesn't necessarily mean always being comfortable. I hope that here 
you feel uncomfortable, but you also feel safe. That it's a sanctuary to challenge, to disagree, and to ultimately come together and discuss, to have a conversation about the hard and the difficult things of life and faith. We've heard a little bit of what we want to accomplish or what we hope to do with this podcast, this platform. We hope to engage with the skepticism, the questions, the uncertainty. We hope to bridge a bit of this disconnect between God's story and our own narrative. We hope to listen to more people's story of people's stories. And finally, we hope that this is a place of sanctuary, a place where people can build authentic community and vulnerability and truth with trust. So we never start small and we don't plan to begin now. So this first series, we're actually going to jump right into the thick of things. We're going to look at the equal significance and brokenness of women in God's redemptive plan. This is going to be a four to five episode series, and we're going to look at two things that are largely ignored within the Christian church today. We're going to look at women, leaders, prophets, all of the above, and we're going to look at specifically women in the Old Testament. Now, what our society has heard within the framework of the Bible narrative is about the creation of man, the rising up of the patriarchs that give birth to the 12 tribes that eventually form the foundation of Israel. We hear these stories of Moses leading Israel out of bondage and Joshua leading the conquest of the land and all the male judges who delivered Israel in the dark days of disobedience before the kingship of Saul, David, and Solomon. And many of us think of the nation of Israel in its united and divided form in the context of its male leaders, the prophets who were God's spokesmen in his warning voice to Israel through the exile and their return. And yet what is void in the many retellings of Israel's history and God's plan of redemption culminating in the coming of Christ is the women. We often forget about Adam's counterpart of Eve, who God uses the description of helpmate, this word that is used to describe God himself when interacting with Israel. And yet our culture our church has reduced that meaning to some lesser form. We forget about the mothers of the patriarchs, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, and Rachel. What about the equivalent to Moses's leadership, Miriam and Aaron? The story of Rahab, whose faith became the gateway to the conquest and in many ways is seen as Joshua's counterpart in the conquest narrative. Or the judgeship of Deborah and the heroics of Jael as they were a part of God's narrative of deliverance. 
Don't forget about Ruth, a Moabite woman who is the great-grandmother of David and plays a central role in the validity of David's kingship? Or what about the wives of David who were integral in his story? The label prophetess or woman prophet is attributed to five women in the Old Testament. God spoke through women as well to bring them back to his law. Often, Esther and her role in the saving of God's people is forgotten amongst Israel's history. These women's stories are equal in their brokenness, partaking in God's grace and mercy as he moves humanity toward the culminating reality of his redemption through Christ. Yet, in their brokenness, that is equal to Israel's men, we see a faith that saves and moves this nation towards God's promises. Now, maybe you've never heard that version of Israel's history, how integral the women were in God's redemptive history, in his story, in the work he did within humanity. And yet, there it is. And that's what we want to look at in this next series, these four to five episodes. We want to look at the scapegoat of Eve. We want to look at the leadership of Miriam. We want to look at the immigrant of Ruth. And we want to look at the heroics of Esther. We want to see all of these women, Deborah and her leadership, and how the men wouldn't even go to battle without her. And so often these stories go untold and become forgotten or displaced within our church and within our society. And so how does this affect the way we live? How does it change the way we have conversations? And we want to remember in the midst of these conversations, the power that our narratives have. As Donald Miller says, a good story makes you thankful to be alive because it reminds you that while sometimes painful, life is indeed beautiful and even magical. Our story has meaning. And when God's story collides with our own, it's so powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. We would love to hear from you if you have any questions or thoughts or comments. You can leave a comment on the podcast episode page on our website, journeyofthephrases.com, or click on the contact information tab on our website. You can also subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on the exciting episodes that lie ahead. We also want to thank our friends Anna Smith and Matthew Pratzel for composing and performing the music for the podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.